Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. Today's book is less of a straight-up cookbook and more like an appreciation of a romantic ode for the onion. It is, in a lot of ways, a vegetable with an attitude, a personality. (laughs) There's a reason why one of the greatest wise men of our time, Shrek, compared ogres to onions as a way of denoting complexity. And I thought I loved onions, but today's author, Mark Kurlansky, loves onions. His book is titled The Core of an Onion. And after the break, he talks to here now Scott Tong about better understanding and appreciating the onion. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts. Quote, I can easily make a whole meal of onion sandwiches. For me, they are one of the greatest treats I know. That would be the celebrated American chef and TV personality James Beard. Okay, one more. Who decided that onion sandwiches were the perfect lunch while out fishing? Answer, Ernest Hemingway. Well, there's a new book, a very fun book on the topic. The book is The Core of an Onion by Mark Kurlansky. You may know his previous deep dives into salt and cod and milk. And Mark Kurlansky joins us now. Welcome. Thank you. There's a lot of history and science and cooking I want to ask you about, but there's so much fun in this book. Can we start with some fun facts, some lightning round questions for you about onions? Sure. All right. I want to get into the case for onions being a good thing. Homer's Odyssey calls on onions to give Odysseus power. But I want to ask you about Olympic athletes way, way back. This is in your book. Did they really eat a pound of onions and rub onions on their bodies to perform? Yes, this is distressing. I was a high school wrestler, and (laughs) I don't like to think about this, but apparently they would eat a large quantity of onions for strength, then rub onion juice on their body. Mm. No wonder they won, right? <laughs> yeah, well, everyone else forfeited, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, onions advertised historically as helping with hair loss. That's one benefit over time that has been claimed. Also the claim of an onion being an aphrodisiac. And I love this. When Pompeii was excavated, in the lava, there were charred remains of onions in a brothel. Is that true? That is true. There was a famous medieval book on eroticism called The Perfume Garden that uh, was one of the earliest cases made for onions as an aphrodisiac. (laughs) All right, onions and war over time. The Civil War Union commander Ulysses Grant demanded, this is in your book, that the War Department send more when his army ran out, quote, I will not move my troops without onions. I mean, come on, what was the point here? Well, onions were important to um, marching armies. For one thing, they were, uh, you know, a food that stored well that you could take with you. They also had healing properties for healing wounds. Ah, okay. And that's the need for that. Okay. Okay. Last fun fact here. Odd onion ordinances still on the books. Is it really true that in Dyersburg, Tennessee, it's illegal to enter a movie theater within four hours of eating an onion? Well, you know, these these, uh, scholars at Texas A&M, did all this research on weird onion ordinances. And <laughs> a lot of these uh, onion ordinances were, were, were very anti-women. 
you know, there's specifically women can't eat raw onions. And I saw that. Was it in, in, in Nagadoches, Texas? Yeah, and, and there was some place, uh, Ridgeway, somewhere where they uh, women who weighed under two over two hundred pounds and wore shorts couldn't eat onions. This may have been an ordinance against women over two hundred pounds wearing shorts. I don't really know what the thinking behind these things were, but none of them have ever been enforced. But they show that there were a lot of strange attitudes about onions. Yeah, yeah. But onto somewhat more serious layers, as it were, uh, that you're right about. Just first of all, obvious question, what is an onion? What's inside? An onion is a, it's a bulb. There are a number of plants that grow from bulbs like tulips and hyacinth. Uh, most of these bulbs are edible, although not as tasty as the onion. What, what the onion is, is it's the, the bottom of the leaves. It's where all the nutrition and juices for the leaves are stored. You know, the interesting thing, philosophically, the thing the ancient Egyptians and many people have found interesting about an onion bulb is you can just keep peeling it and peeling it and peeling it. And there's no surprise inside. You, know? <laughs> um, you write that onions are the second most produced veggie in the world after tomatoes. And the largest onion producers are India and China. How did they become so ubiquitous? The thing about onions is that they can grow in just about any climate. I mean, they can grow in the Arctic and they grow in the tropics and they're, they're, they grow everywhere. They're thought to have originated maybe in Uzbekistan or somewhere in the stands. Um, the original wild onion, there were wild onions around, but the wild onion from which domesticated onions were bred no longer exists. One thing that I'm guessing may have been constant all these years is onion cutting onions in tears. And you delve into the science of what's going on. What happens when we chop onions? And is there any truth to the idea that you can run water nearby to avoid tearing up? Well, you know, this is one of the fascinating things about onions because, I mean, what other vegetable is there that fights back, that has a defense mechanism? <laughs> you want to mess with an onion, you're going to get sulfuric acid spit in your eye. This is a tough vegetable. And so, you know, if you have a garden, rabbits and things go and they eat all your vegetables in the garden, but they won't touch the onions because mm. onions are designed to defend themselves against mammals, except for humans who are willing to take the pain. And there is some truth to this thing about running water because onions produce this very unstable sulfur compound, very unusual in its instability. It, it morphs into other things and it's attracted to water. And when it gets into water, as in the water in your eyes, it turns into sulfuric acid. Oh. So if you have a lot of running water around you, some of that's going to go to your sink instead of to your eyes, but probably not all of it. One thing that I've found works that never gets talked about is, you know, it helps to wear glasses when you're chopping onions. Mm. And there actually is something called an onion goggle. You can wear onion goggles, but you know... <laughs> We live in an age where chefs want to be cool. You know, you can't be cool if you're wearing onion goggles. Yeah. Well, you may look unique. It may be a new thing here. Um, I mean, you go into onions, their properties, their history, and you also talk about cooking onions. Caramelized onions, which is one of my favorite things in the world when I first had it, changed my life. <laughs> onion soup, uh, fried onions. G give us a couple things you suggest we try. 
Among my favorites are uh, there's something from Peru called encebollada, which is red onions thinly sliced, marinated in lime. The acid in the lime releases the red dye from the onion, so the whole thing becomes kind of a bright fuchsia. I make a tub of it, you know, and you just put a spoonful on the side in your dish, and it just lights up the whole thing. Also, there's a recipe from Sicily for glazed onions with um, orange blossom honey and masala wine. Uh, yeah, I would recommend that. And the glazed uh, onion is what some of us call caramelized onion. Is that, is that no, the same no. idea? Two different things. Okay. The glazed onion has, in this case, honey or sugar or something like that. A caramelized onion doesn't have anything added to it. The very in- interesting thing about onions, you know, if you just saute them very, very slowly so that they don't burn, the longer you cook them, the sweeter they become. And that's what caramelized onions are. You know, they become the sort of, golden color and this sweet taste. Mm. Um, One of the really interesting gastronomic things about onions is that they completely change with heat. So you have this one thing, the the strong raw onion, and then you have this other thing, the sweet cooked onion. Totally different from starting with the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, so much in this book, uh, Mark Kurlansky. I mean, so many kind of fun facts, unusual things that you've dug up, you've found. Uh, just before we let you go, is there any factoid or two that we haven't mentioned that you want to throw out there? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I can't help myself. <clears throat> they died with their boots on, with Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland, was supposed to be the biography of George Armstrong Custer. And, you know, you think this is going to be a stupid movie about this racist who got his from the Sioux Indians, but they wanted to make him a hero. So they looked at this one thing that they learned from his wife, that he loved onions. This whole movie is about onions. You know, when he's dating Olivia de Havilland, they're munching on onions. There's this whole scene with Sidney Greenstreet, who's Winford Scott, where they're eating creamed onions and having this whole discussion about the proper way to cook an onion. It's an onion movie. There you go. And you our author of The Onion Book. Mark Kurlansky's book is The Core of an Onion, and it's just out. Mark Kurlansky, great pleasure. Thanks for talking to us today. It is a pleasure talking to you. On the TED Radio Hour, in the middle school cafeteria, Tai Tashiro always sat with his equally nerdy buddies. The socially awkward kids who were the furthest thing from cool. And he often wondered, Why am I so socially awkward? And what am I going to do about that? Now Tai is a psychologist and expert on awkwardness. And he has some answers. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. NPR brings you the updates you need on the day's biggest headlines. The Senate narrowly passed the debt ceiling bill that will prevent the country from defaulting on its loans. Stories from across the world. Knowing how to forage and to live with the land is integral to Amis culture. And down your block. From CPR News, this is Colorado Matters. And you can find all of that and more in your pocket. Download the NPR app today. These days, it can feel like the news is fighting for your attention wherever you turn, but staying informed shouldn't be a battle. Everything you need to navigate the stories that matter to you is at your fingertips. The NPR app cuts through the noise, bringing you local, national, and global coverage. No paywalls, no profits, 
no nonsense. Download the NPR app in your app store today, or you can go to npr.org slash 